All right. Here we are. Oh, watch out for the truck. Okay, everybody. This is it. Here we are at the recording studio. Well, I sure hope Miss Piggy can find us. She always does. Yeah. Oh, listen, everybody. I'll just ask the receptionist where we're supposed to go. Good. Uh, excuse me, ma'am. Pardon me, but the livestock entrance is around back. Oh, oh, no. no. See, where are the Muppets? Muppets. Let's see. Uh, mopeds? Muffins? Oh, oh, here it is. Muppets. Hey, look, Gonzo. Jimmy's buffet. Let's eat. Oh, yes, no, no, yes. no. That says Jimmy Buffett. He's recording in there. Oh. Come on, let's go say hello. Mm, no, thanks. I saw a sign down the hall that said meatloaf. <laughs> this is It Happened One Year, a look back at the events, big and small, famed and forgotten from 1994. Hey, everybody. Here we are. Welcome back to the show. We're doing it again. Again. <laughs> Can you believe it? Yes. Yes, because we keep doing it. No reason not to. <laughs> it happened one year and it's still 1994. Well, technically it's 2021, but we are still talking about 1994. We have not swapped out the format yet. No. Thank God. There's still a lot to talk about. <laughs> oh my God. Have we changed the format? <laughs> I didn't tell you, and this is just what we're doing now. <laughs> and I just keep trying to talk about 1994. <laughs> this, I just spring it on you, like, so you don't even know. It happened one year, 1978. Damn it. And Superman won with some kind of film. I don't know anything about that. Oh, boy. So anyway, we, uh, we thought we would uh, pull it together and get, uh, get the old episode going. There's actually a, a pretty direct reason for tonight's episode. Uh, so yes. we recorded the Lion King episode last week, right? Yes. And the idea was we recorded it with the idea that it would come out on Sarah's birthday. Yep. Uh, not that we recorded it on Sarah's birthday. No. But inside of that, we realized that by doing this, we were going to blow straight through my birthday. Yeah. And so Sarah had this idea, well, we should do an episode for your birthday. But today, as we're recording it, is actually my birthday. It's, yes. I, my birthday will be well past by the time this episode comes out. Oh, yes. Yes. Yeah. Happy birthday. Thanks. Thank you. No problem. But that's where we ended up. So we figured, you know, we'll do something more Joe-centric on this episode. Even though, let's face it, this is all a little Joe-centric. Yeah. Right? <laughs> like the whole endeavor, you know, and kind of the stuff we talk about. We did do an entire episode about the X-Files. So I'm not sure it's all Joe-centric. Well, I mean, there are some dealer's choices. Uh, you know, all, one of your other dealer's choice wins and uh, a person who also uh, has a birthday today. Uh, Keanu Reeves and Speed. Yes, happy birthday, Keanu. Yeah, so these are the like half a dozen people I can name who have my birthday. It's like <laughs> Salma Hayek, Lennox Lewis. It's a whole group. So. <laughs> so that's what we landed on for today. Not to cut the small talk short, but we we might go long. I have a lot to talk about on this topic. <laughs> We've got a topic to talk about. Yeah. I it's Anybody who knows me any little bit would probably you know be surprised. We've actually waited this long to talk about this stuff. But 1994 is not a great year as regards the Muppets. Yes. No. I mean, when we were talking about topics to cover on Joe's birthday and he was like the Muppets, I was like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. But we did have to kind of go in the bag to find stuff for the Muppets because by 1994, the real heyday of the Muppets is over, like the real core day. Right. They have a big revival down the road and they're still putting out projects, but the real main stuff, they're two years after Muppet Christmas Carol by 1994. And that, yeah. I think, to most people would agree, was pretty much the end of the of the first original group and their heyday. Even though Jim Henson and, and Richard Hunt were already dead at that point, 
that was still the last major project I think they would do that anybody seemed to care about. Yeah. So roll into two years later, 1994, the Muppets aren't doing a ton. Right. So that's why I was always a little bit like, I don't even know that we need to do an episode on this. Like, I like the Muppets and I like talking about it. Honestly, we just happened to find some stuff. If we were doing 1993 or 1995, I think we would really be grasping, even though this is going to seem like we're grasping a little bit. too. Yeah, but we're doing a podcast. Joe's on this podcast. He's helping to pick topics. The Marx Brothers weren't doing anything in 1994. So our only other option is the Muppets. I, that did occur to me. I was like, what can we talk about 15 years after Zeppo died? <laughs> like, there's there's no, not much left. Not many, no. not many avenues to explore, you know, Marx Brothers wise at this point. So this was it. This was, I think, the main thing, even though, again, it was four years after Jim Henson died. It would just be like in 1994, Duck Soup was still a great movie. <laughs> You know, it was great in 1933 and 1994. Yeah, I don't think that's going to be an episode that holds up. That's that's at that point, we've basically thrown the concept out the window. Yes. But at the same time, maybe it happened one year, 1933. Let's consider it. Great. I'm going to have a lot to add to that. I have a limited amount to add to the current podcast. (laughs) (laughs) I'm nervous about the other years you threw out sometimes. You're doing great. Thanks. You are holding this whole thing together. Let's face Thanks, it. Honey. Yeah. Otherwise, it's literally just me in a room shouting at myself, which <laughs> I don't think is that entertaining. So. I mean, there are some episodes that I listen to where you're talking and I'm just like, yep, uh, yep. <laughs> I try to keep it somewhat interactive because I don't want to monologue through things. This episode is going to be a good example of this where I, I don't want to just like get off on tangents and start talking about how sad it is that they don't use Robin anymore. Like, I think that's too much. I think it's taking it too far. So we're going to try to keep it together, uh, you know, as best we can. Yeah. So anyway, the two main Muppet projects we can even talk about from 1994, because they came out in 94, are the direct-to-video, I don't know if you know what you would call it a movie necessarily. It's sort of just a special. (laughs) Yeah. And that's Muppet Classic Theater, which, you know, is basically uh, right coming after Christmas Carol is a good representation of what they were going to be doing for the next 10 years, where they're just plugging the Muppets into existing stories and fairy tales and things like that yep and the other thing is what i think is probably a better project but oh yeah by far yeah but also i is exists on cd or i guess you could i think listen to the songs on youtube it's not something that has made it to the modern day and that is the the bizarro comedy album with a bunch of guest stars kermit unpigged Oh, yeah. It's a it's definitely a weirder project as well, but it is very enjoyable. Mm. I highly recommend I uh, giggled a lot while we listened to it tonight. Yeah, it really holds up pretty well. Yeah. All things considered, because it does actually tell a story. A lot of the Muppet albums that exist going backwards tend to be Christmas albums, so they don't have to tell a story necessarily. It's just uh. them with like John Denver or whoever. But the Muppet John Denver Christmas album is like the greatest thing of all time, right? Oh. It's fantastic. The John Denver TV specials they did were great. And oh, basically so the album was a spinoff of those. And yeah, it's terrific. Muppet Christmas songs are really fun. That really so works. Good. But I think honestly, like that was sort of the whole thing with the original Muppet show is you just have the Muppets sing popular songs. It always kind of works. They were really talented musicians who worked on that show. Yeah. And and the voice actors, for the most part, could sing pretty well, despite yeah. what you think of Frank Oz's Miss Piggy singing. <laughs> Oh, oh, Miss Piggy should not sing. She's a that's terrible. It's terrible whenever it happens. I will say maybe the funniest song I've ever experienced in the theater was in I think it was the 2011 Muppet movie when the chickens sang CeeLo Green's You. 
and I was dying, yeah. dying. It is hilarious. I don't yeah. know what it's so clever and wonderful. Just yeah. go listen to it. Yeah, I think that the 2011 Muppets is interesting that way because there's so many original songs. But then when they start doing the show in the show, mm-hmm. you know, they have like that weird barbershop quartet version. Yeah, of, it smells like Teen Spirit. And like there's a bunch yeah. of crazy fun stuff in there. So. Oh, it's so great. Yeah, really skilled at those things. But that, I mean, that's throwback to the original Muppet show where, you know, they wouldn't do a lot of originals. They did songs that, yeah. you know, became Muppet songs on that show. But for the most part, 80 percent of those songs were all standards yeah. you know and 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 rock songs of the day just some crazy twist on things yeah but anyway one thing that does have a lot of original songs is muppet classic yes. theater now i think it's interesting to look at muppet classic theater and recognize again the time when they made it because by again by 1994 they're kind of a group without great direction you know uh, at that yeah. point brian henson has more or less taken over the henson production company after Jim dies and he directed Muppet Christmas Carol and he's a, a solid director. Yeah. He didn't direct this thing. This was just a, a I, I don't know, just a project to throw on VHS and keep the brand going. You know, they, they were gearing up at this point, I guess for Muppet treasure Island, which came out in 96, oh, yeah. I want to say. So, but I think it was just to keep doing something, you know, yeah. and it's, it's fun for what it is, but this is also in the era where Gonzo and Rizzo are basically the lead characters, which yeah. that goes on for a solid seven years. Yeah. I mean, I don't think you can really, I don't think we can really comprehend what it must have been like to lose Jim Henson and Richard Hunt, like so close together, like obviously Jim Henson, but also like Richard Hunt, a like founding member and yeah. you know, original guy and how disruptive that must have been to the creative process right right? i mean figure there's essentially five main puppeteers from the original group there were a lot of people who worked on the muppet show and it's not to minimize anybody else but as far as most of the characters and most of the main puppeteering that was being done there were five the five original people and that was jim richard hunt frank oz dave goals and jerry nelson and and dave goals is the only one who still actually works with the muppets so to this day like there is at least a through line but yeah. But very rapidly, Jim Henson dies in 1990. Richard Hunt died in 1992. And that wipes out so many of the characters that they can use. And then again, so much of the actual like process. So it makes yeah. sense why they did Muppet Christmas Carol when they did. And and arguably Muppet Christmas Carol is as good a movie. They oh, made. it's great. Like, it's a great movie. Like, And, and yeah. it's the last great, great movie that they made from from that team. Right. Yeah. But until you get to the Disney movie, which I also think is great, but is, is yeah. a completely different process at that point. Yeah. But so, yeah, when it comes to this project, 94, they're only operating with, you know, three fifths of the original group. Yeah. So can you go through the Muppets that Richard Hunt and Jim Henson would have been responsible for? Yeah. I mean, I think Jim is obviously more connected with Kermit than anybody else. But they had to keep using Kermit, and they did. Like you know, Steve Whitmire picked Kermit up and did an admirable job. Like was a, a really good voice actor and a really good puppeteer. And he had been with the the group forever, so it's not like they were bringing in somebody completely out of the blue. But the the characters who did suffer were uh, mainly Rolf and Doctor Teeth, who they largely don't use then for a long time. Yeah, the Swedish Chef, who they did keep using, but you'll notice has changed a lot from the original Swedish Chef. Yeah. Uh, like there's certain characters that just, I don't know if you would even say that they evolved. They just, they changed so fundamentally from what they originally were. And that's yeah. mostly like the Swedish chef animal is a lot different. Sam, mm-hmm. the Eagle's a lot different. 
Yeah. And now Animal and Sam the Eagle are Frank Oz characters, but I think it was, you know, they they were such popular characters that then they just, yeah. like, you know, twisted them around. But uh, Jim also did, you know, Link Hogthrob and he did the Muppet Newsman and a lot of characters that then just sort of got thrown away. Yeah. Um, but he did a lot of the main, main characters. Richard Hunt did Scooter and Janice. Uh, he did the original Beaker. Beaker has changed a lot oh, since yeah. Richard Hunt died. Uh, and he did Statler opposite Jim Henson's Waldorf. So you'll notice oh. they're completely different from the way they used to be. So, I mean, these are a lot of major characters. Like Frank Oz did a lot of the big characters on his end. And and you can make a case that he was so important to keep going with this, that when he leaves, as good as Eric Jacobson is at all those characters, this is when the, the whole group kind of falls apart and, yeah. and turns into a completely different project. A, a group I still like, but it's not, it's just not yeah. the same thing. Anymore. Yeah. But yeah, figure, you know, they hadn't made a movie, a, a full length movie before Christmas Carol since Muppets Take Manhattan, which is in 84. And so in the late 80s, they have projects, they do some Muppet stuff, but there's no major thing uh, until until Jim dies. And then they they start to put this out. Yeah. So. So that's what they have to deal with. And that's largely evidenced in what you see on Muppet Classic Theater because they use so few characters and centralize the story around just a couple characters. Yeah, no, that's that's really true. Like in a lot of the so Muppet Classic Theater is six stories that they tell. And I'm going to try and remember them and you can fill the ones that I missed. I'll try to remember. Yeah, they're like they fairy cover, tale stories. Yeah, they're like fairy tales. They cover like the three little pigs. I'm going to go out of order, but Rumpelstiltskin, they cover... The story about the cobbler and his elves. They yeah. cover King Midas. The Emperor's New Clothes. Oh, The Emperor's New Clothes. Yep. One more. Oh, The Boy Who Cried Wolf. Oh, yeah. So a lot of these stories have like wolves and random characters and pigs and things. And almost none of them are Muppets. Like there's. They're like, Muppets. Obviously, they're puppets, but they're not like Muppet characters. They're not Muppet characters, right. That, that are known. Yeah. So like there is a wolf that is a, a puppet. But yeah. it's not a wolf, you know. It's not some Muppet turned into a wolf. There's a... And the three little pigs, you know Piggy, and the other two pigs are just generic pigs. So, yeah. it, you know, it's really interesting that there are... I mean, they do use Muppet characters, obviously, but yeah. not in the way that, like, Muppet Christmas Carol is almost exclusively Muppets that you know right. placed into the story. And I don't know exactly the reasoning for this. Again, it, it harkens back to The Muppet Show. The Muppet Show, even yeah. though they had a ton of the all the Muppets in it, when they did sketches, a lot of times they would just kind of cram in yeah. other Muppets. And maybe it's not to shortchange anybody and not to make it seem like, you know, why are we randomly putting Rolf in here and he has, doesn't have actually have any lines. But Muppet Classic Theater almost exclusively uses Gonzo and Rizzo, who are, are sort of mm -hmm. narrating the whole thing, but then also are in a bunch of the, the yep. scenes. Kermit and Piggy and Fozzie, yeah. I believe, is just in the one. Yep. And I yeah, think that's Emperor. it, right? I don't think that anybody else that anybody else pops up. Oh, yeah, I think that's I think so, that's I mean, right. I mean, they're all leads like there isn't a one random story with some other lead. But, you know, the fact that Gonzo is narrating it and Gonzo is like the main character. And I think three of them. Yeah, Gonzo's all over it. Yeah. I mean, and this is just what they did. I mean, the fact that Gonzo and Rizzo are the main characters essentially in Christmas Carol when neither yeah. of them are playing any of the Christmas Carol characters is really strange. Yeah. Yeah, uh, but it, I mean, it works. It works. You know, they're also yeah. the main characters in Treasure Island. Like that's besides the humans. Like that's just what it was. Yep. So, which I, you know, I get like Steve, uh, Steve Whitmire did Rizzo. So, you know, and he had done Rizzo all the way back. And I, Frank Oz's characters, I think, were always seen as being you. The less you use them, the better they are. Even Fozzie, yeah. as great as Fozzie is, Fozzie can't lead something like that's just yeah. not that what yeah. that is. 
Yeah. And I believe the staple rule, even though I've never seen it written down, is the later you can bring Piggy into a movie, the better that movie turns out to be. Because all yes. of the good movies have Piggy well into the movie. Like yes. Piggy's not there in the first minute of the film. No, no. So, so no. I think that's that's why this is set up the way. And that's why they lean so much on Gonzo. To the point yeah. that eventually you make Muppets from Space, where Gonzo is the legitimate lead of the movie, not yeah. just a narrator or, you know, like in, in Treasure Island, where he's just kind of bringing the story along as a character, but still. I don't want to take this like too far out, but I feel like we haven't, we just sort of jumped right into this and we haven't really talked about why you like the Muppets so much. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I don't have, a, I don't know that I have a great reasoning for it. Like, you know, it was just something I watched a lot as a kid and I was always a big fan of the Muppet show. And I, like, I don't remember a time before I knew any of that. Like that's just always been in there for me. Yep. So, you know, I just got really into it and I think that it it has a weird kind of appeal across generations that that's why I stayed with it. Like there's a lot of stuff when I was five that I, I don't watch. I don't have any interest in at all anymore. And, you know, I don't know. Somehow the Muppets just stuck around for me. So I think that's just kind of like a pureness to it. And it's just sort of yeah. a joy that, you know, but it also has a little bit of an edge where there's like yeah. adult kind of comp, not adult comedy, but comedy that will apply yeah. itself in, in you know to older generations like it can be yeah. kind of surreal and it can be kind of just off the wall and crazy yeah. and funny and, and I think that's what the appeal was for me all this way across I think but I, I I don't know like I've never really sat and tried to reflect on what it is exactly but almost all Muppet projects I enjoy even the ones that I recognize are not that good like yeah you know I mean that weird Muppets show on ABC from a couple years ago is such yeah. a weird show and and not Muppety at all. But I still no. was like, yeah, I'd still I still think it's pretty good. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. You know. I there's I think there's something to the the thread of the Muppets through such a long period of time too. Yeah. Like they're so nostalgic and they're so like recognizable and familiar that I think almost no matter what you see the characters in, you're still like, oh, but that's Fozzie. I love Fozzie. And, right. Oh, that's Kermit. I love Kermit. Like it's I think there's something to that as well. And I think this is how they've maintained some popularity. I think the the bigger problem with the Muppets has always been what would they do after Jim died? And there's never been a great answer to that. Like, I don't yeah. I mean, I think that if they let Frank Oz just take it over and do it from then, they might be in a better place now just because mm -hmm. But they couldn't have known across the sweep of time how many times they'd get sold. And how how much how many projects would get screwed up over the years by by this rights issues and yeah. them recasting everybody at one point and and I mean they did it largely because people were retiring but I mean Frank Oz recently said that he didn't technically retire they just didn't really want him to do it anymore yeah I saw that yeah which I thought was odd but like I wonder too because like the older you get and I mean being a, a Muppet you know, performer is a really physically hard thing to do Yeah. that I wonder if like, as you get older, it makes it just that much more complicated. Yeah. And as he started to distance himself from it, they just sort of phased him out. Yeah. Uh, um, also like the physicality of it, but I also think just like the forming of it and like Frank and Jim are like the two people. So it must be so hard to watch anyone else do anything with them. Right. If you're Frank Oz, you know, right. I mean, that's how you always think of them. I mean, I don't know if that yeah. truly reflects the relationship or the the entirety of the early cast, but I mean, that's yeah. how you think of it. And so if you're Frank Oz, like it must be just hard to see them do anything when you're not involved. <laughs> like, right. No, I think that like part of it too was because Frank was with Jim from so early on and like they were friends, but it was also that like they were a really good comedy team. So yeah. like all the Kermit and Piggy stuff and all the Kermit and Fozzie stuff in the early years are basically them just playing around. 
that then after Jim dies, you don't see a lot of those scenes anymore. Yeah. Like you don't see Frank Oz and Steve Whitmire's Kermit doing a lot of like this kind of sketch yeah. comedy type stuff. And maybe it just is the relationship was so different yeah. and that it's hard to do. Like go back and watch Muppets from space. Like watch Muppet Treasure Island. Kermit and Fozzie, I believe, have no scenes together. Yeah. Because again, Fozzie has a small part in that, but it's still like just like that's the project you pick when Kermit and Fozzie are the are the all time main characters in this franchise. Yeah. Like, yeah. So, yeah. and then you have to get way down the road when after Frank has stopped doing it, which I think was in two thousand and four, something like that, two thousand five. Yeah. So, I mean, that could be part of it too. But, but yeah, I, I think that that at least is is something to that. Uh, that I wonder if if they had just let Frank kind of man the whole ship at that point. Maybe it could have been improved, but I mean, you figure the Henson kids were involved in everything. It's not like they, they just picked it up and started doing other stuff. Yeah. There's no reason to, I mean, again, they haven't made bad projects. It's just a different franchise. It's just a different thing. Yeah. Yeah. So the Muppets of my youth are gone. And I think that that's kind of the sad thing about this is that like you cling to something so hard that clearly doesn't exist anymore. Yeah. You know, I, I still like the projects they put out and I still watch everything, but it is always a little bit disappointing. It's always a little bit, well, I wish they did this and I wish they had more of this and I wish they did that. And that's yep. everything they make. And I, I always yeah. feel that way. Yeah. Well, I mean, the other like tragedy of it is it's so shaped by Jim's death that was unexpected and tragic and terrible and in the middle of a wonderful run of work. Yeah. And so I think that there, there's something about a project that's not just shaped by business, but that's actually shaped by human tragedy that I think makes it sadder when yeah. you get further down and you're like, but we could have had X or we could like, we could still have the Kermit and Fozzie of the early days. Right. And I think that's makes it a little bit heavier. I think. Yeah. It kind of clouds things a little bit, yeah. but I think it's admirable. They got it together and oh, put yeah. out as much stuff in the nineties as they did. Like yeah. when you get right down to it again, they weren't making a ton of Muppet projects in the late eighties. Uh, you know, Jim was doing other stuff and Frank was doing other stuff. Like, they had made, you know, Jim had done uh, the Dark Crystal and Labyrinth and he did oh, yeah. the, the Storyteller yeah. TV show. I mean, they had done a lot of stuff yep. and then they were going to sell the whole thing to Disney. And that was around when he died. Like they, the last real project they all worked on was a, a TV special that was like the Muppets go to Disney World or something. And it oh, was really, yeah. and it was okay. Like it's kind of cute, but it is when there's Muppets just in the real world shilling, it's a little weird. And that's kind of what that was, but it's yeah. still, you know, it's still totally watchable and, you know. You still have Jim Henson's Kermit, which is, you know, a, a fantastic creation. So it just works. Yeah. But Jim died before that deal. Like they made that special and he died before they managed to finish the deal. So Disney didn't yeah. acquire the Muppets for another 20 years. Yeah. So that's why I think it's nice that in the early 90s, they they did manage to keep doing stuff to keep the brand alive because the brand could have easily just dissolved oh, at that point. Totally, totally. And, and the fact that it is as preserved as it is and as even though it's different, it is still it's still the same property. It's still the same characters. It has some of the same feel. The yeah. fact that they've retained as much as they have is, is really a, an amazing like feat of like faith of vision. I feel like I was reading the Frank Oz interview. I don't know if it's the same one, but recently where he said that like the deal with Disney was so bad and so hard that he thinks that's what killed Jim. I never, I've that? never heard that said before, but yeah, that was in that same interview. Yeah. And I mean, you maybe you can make that case like Jim, not to get too far down this, but like Jim got sick and didn't recognize how sick he was because it all happens very quickly. He didn't have cancer for years like he did get sick and didn't 
immediately address it. And I think he thought it was just being run down because yeah. the Disney deal was so complicated. So maybe yeah. you can make that case to say that the Disney deal killed him seems a bit, a bit yeah. much, but, but I think, I think Frank harbors some resentment towards Disney because of the way they handle the Muppets now. Yeah. And I think, you know, even though you never heard Frank talk about the Muppets for years and years, like now he made that documentary a couple of years ago, which was really sweet. The, the Muppet guys talking documentary. Oh, that's so great. Yeah. And I mean, like he's been more vocal about how much the characters he did means to him and how much the whole franchise means to him that like now I like you can kind of start to see like, oh, God, I you know what? Well, he blames Disney so much for this and stuff like yeah. I get it, you know, but I had never heard that before. I never heard anyone say that, that that was uh, even a remotely a reason for this. I, yeah. I always just kind of got the impression, even from the Henson biography from a couple years ago, that it really was like he he sort of neglected himself, but not in a, it, it all. He died so quickly that it wasn't like he ignored some lingering problem and then died. Like he died in a couple days. Like it was a very quick thing. Yeah. But yeah, no, after he dies and then Richard Hunt had AIDS and died shortly thereafter. I mean, I think yeah. a year, less, a little over a year later. And I assume he wasn't super well after. No, know, like, no. Richard Hunt was sick yeah. for a while, but again, they weren't yeah. doing a lot. So it's right. not like there's a lot to point back to, but he was still working with them. Like he, he still has credits on a lot of stuff. Yeah. You know, even though he didn't do a lot of the main, main characters, you know, he did Scooter. Scooter's in everything. Scooter's in it. You know? Yeah. He was, yeah, Janice he was is in the, the band. Show. Yeah. I mean, he was yeah. he was he was there from the beginning. It's just that, yeah. you know, you you lose somebody who does a lot of role parts and then you have to, you know, fill this stuff yeah. in. Yeah. I want to say Statler and Waldorf got picked up by like Dave Goals and Jerry Nelson. I don't think they actually spun them off to other people like like they did with Kermit and, yeah. you know, and eventually Rolf. But so no, so I think it's nice that they managed to keep it going, even though after Christmas Carol, there's not a lot of great Muppet stuff for a while. Uh, there's just kind of a lot of pretty watchable things, but tonally very different stuff. And yeah. you can make a case this could be because of the 90s. This could be because of sensibilities like they had yeah. to evolve. Eventually, the original Muppet show isn't doesn't bear a lot of similarities to the stuff they're even doing in the 80s. Like it's, no. you know, stuff, yeah. stuff changes, you know? Yeah. The, the original Muppets is a, a dark thing like it was a it was a heavy thing like what was the title of the like first wasn't something about like sex and fire or something sex and violence was the original yeah. muppet special that they sold the show on they they That's made crazy. like a tv special it's not as aggressive as that title sounds yeah but i think it was just to the point that like jim didn't necessarily see this as a kid's project yeah. and wanted it you know the muppet show's not aimed directly at children no. even though it's, it no, no, no. very much applies itself to children yeah so but yeah, like so they did that and then they went and worked on Saturday Night Live, the the weird that was weird sketches, which I think are still kind of funny, but they don't fit with Saturday Night Live either. Yeah. And then they did the Muppet Show. And as the Muppet Show evolves and as they get into the movies, the kind of the the the, the more hippie sensibility takes over and yeah. it becomes a much nicer project, even though a lot of the humor is still this kind of edgy humor yeah. in its own way. It's not quite as dark as I think the original intention of a lot of, of yeah. what they did was yeah. you go back and look at, to really get into this, you go back and look at Jim's commercials he made for the Wilkins coffee company, which is like an early, early project of his. And they're just these little 15 second shots about these Muppet with these little Muppet characters trying to sell coffee and like they're shooting each other and like just beating each other. And it's, it's really like, it's this violent comedy, yeah. but it's really, it's not something you'd be like, well, this is clearly intended for children. They're trying to sell coffee, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. So I think like that was where they were. Interesting. Point, so yeah. But to come back to Muppet classic theater, Muppet classic yes. theater is very much a children's project. Yes. Like 
this at by this point there are jokes in it, but it yeah. is very much like the like pigs keep running into each other and just yeah, you know, yeah. bashing over the heads like it's not any sort of sophisticated comedy if if you want to you know consider the muppets sophisticated yeah. well it, even the jokes aren't like the, the muppets no. have very clever complex lines and jokes and things like that's part of what they do and yeah. that was not present in this i don't think no it, it really is sort of it's sort of more of an extension of Muppet Babies, I would say, than probably anything else. Like it yeah. doesn't it, it has some similarities in basic structure to the Muppet show, but it, it has more of the Muppet Babies sensibility where yeah. it's kind of flashy and it's a little violent. And like, that's where the jokes are. And that's kind of all it is. But all in all, it's not a bad project. You know, it's a little no. dull. Like, I wouldn't say that it's it has a lot of rewatchability. Yeah. But they did save the best for last. The Elvis one is the best one. Oh, they, it's hilarious. They do hilarious. the elves and the shoemaker. And, yeah. and but they when they're introducing it, they keep hearing it as Elvis and the shoemaker. So then yeah. all the elves that turn up are, are dressed like Elvis. And it's that is actually really fun. And they make blue suede shoes and they all get yeah, yeah. rhinestone. Yeah, that's super cl- very clever, like very yeah. consistent with the Muppets. Yeah, no, I think that's true. The other thing that I'm not sure about because and we were saying we we're going to look this up and we didn't. But I don't know the extent to which they held to the because some fairy tales are very dark. Yeah. I was thinking about this as we were going through it, but all of the stories they told resolved with a, and they lived happily ever after. Yeah. And I don't know if that's consistent with the original like fairy tales or stories, or if that's a Muppet thing. I, I wasn't sure. Yeah. I mean, I think the, the boy who cried wolf is probably the easiest one. Cause that definitely the story ends sad or it ends yeah. down and the, the Muppet version kind of, picks up a little bit at the yeah, end like they, yeah, they right. kind of change it a little bit so i think that they just wanted to have their own takes on things um, don't the other two little pigs get eaten that i think that's yeah i don't think they vacate and go to the brick house right yes i don't think, I don't so. think so but i you know i you know I, i'm not even really sure where where do you trace it all back to like is it all like you have to go to the brothers grim stories or like yeah are there stories that everybody else like i don't remember if when we were growing up, if those were exactly the basis for everything, I feel like they may yeah. have changed things. So they weren't quite so dark. Like, yeah, you know, like the, like the original dark Cinderella where like the wicked stepsisters are getting their toes cut off to fit into the shoes yeah. and things like that's not in any version no. I saw. Like that was, that's the old, you know, text, you know? Yeah. So, so I think, yeah, I think they might've just adapted them a little bit to make them kind of fun, you know, have Gonzo as Rumpelstiltskin and things like that. So. Gonzo was great as Rumpelstiltskin. Yeah. I mean, there are parts of those that are pretty good. Like, I think they yeah. stack up pretty well. The songs aren't super memorable. I don't no. think that any of that overly works, except for maybe the Elvis stuff, because, again, it's funny. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. You know, I don't know where those songs came from. They're, they, they're, there was no serious production team on this. Yeah. It was really just, I think, bringing in the Muppeteers and having them play around for a couple days to film yeah. this yeah. thing. So. No, there, there are certainly better Muppet songs than what we saw in this. Yeah. <laughs> in yeah. this one. But, you know, it's good that it exists. And at the yeah. meantime, in the meantime, they were also making this crazy album, which really doesn't have any similarities to any other Muppet projects, really. And, you know, it is just an oddball collection of songs, some from the 90s and some just older songs mm-hmm. uh, that they brought in like odd guests to uh, to sing on. And the whole thing is threaded through this idea. Like, that's what I was wondering when we saw that, that it's called Kermit Unpigged. Is it literally just a play on all of the MTV unplugged stuff at the time. Yep. Because I think by that point you already had the Clapton unplugged and obviously the Nirvana one would have been out. Yep. But I, you know, I think that was just a popular thing in the world. So I didn't know if this was, you know, just a play on that or is there an actual story to why it would be this? And that's what it actually turns out to be. It is this kind of fun little story. 
Yeah, we were making a joke before we listened to it that I was like, is like Kermit unpigged like Kermit after he broke up with Piggy and he's like single for the first time. He's unpigged and he's going to go like on the town. And it's all like bachelor songs. It's not really. But it's not exactly. But it is sort of. The, I don't know if it's, it's kind of like that. It's kind of that they've broken up or something like. Yeah. I think they're just waiting for Piggy to get there, which yeah. is also kind of a, a, a running theme with a lot of yeah. Muppet stuff like. Yeah. Uh, the Muppet Family Christmas has that same concept where they're all hanging out waiting for Piggy to show up. Uh, yeah. The the 2011 Muppet movie is very similar. After Ooh, the, yeah, yeah. After yeah, the Paris true. sequence, they're waiting for her to come. So. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that's basically all this is. And then, but I think the, the album is funny because every once in a while, they just like run, like you'll hear a character like walking into a room and then just go, oh, hey, Ozzy Osbourne. And it's just so random. Kermit! Miss Piggy, welcome. Ozzy Osbourne? Boy, did I open the wrong door. I'm uh, sorry to bother you. <laughs> oh, Miss Piggy, you're not bothering me at all. Stick around me and then that was the best part because it oh. like who were the people they did before it before it got to ozzy it was like uh there was um, vince gill vince gill linda ronstadt uh linda ronstadt who like weirdly hits on kermit a lot it was very to, uncomfortable to an uncomfortable degree yes. i don't know if i could really i mean I, i'd love to try Would you but please I, well I, I suppose i could linda but i'm, I'm just For not me, sure me yes and uh george benson yeah. So we were kind of like, OK, like that all makes sense. And, you know, I could see those people like John Denver sings with the Muppets. Linda Radstadt sings with the, yeah. the Muppets. That makes sense. But then all of a sudden, like Kermit walks in the room. He's like, oh, hey, or no, was it Piggy? It's Piggy. Yeah, it's Piggy. Yeah. She walks in the room and she's like, oh, hey, Ozzy Osbourne. And they do a song together. And Joe yeah. and were like, what? And Ozzy is like full Ozzy. Like, it's crazy. Yes. Like, because like they're like, he comes in. She's like, oh, hey, Ozzy Osbourne. And then he's just like, you want to rock? And then they just like, they <laughs> yeah. seem born to be wild. And it's crazy. And you're like, oh, my God. Like, oh, my God. And I she's like throwing in. She, I don't think Piggy actually sings any part of that song. No. She's just throwing in little lines here and there about how, how nuts Ozzy's acting. Like, Ozzy, get off the floor. It's the greatest thing. It's, it's really greatest. fun. Yeah. yeah. Honestly, like, I, I, I don't think I've ever listened to this album before. Like, I, I had it and I knew it existed, but. I'm I'm gonna listen to this more in the future. Like I actually really like this. Like they, <laughs> yeah. there's this crazy so bit enjoyable. where Gonzo and Jimmy Buffett sing Mr. Spaceman and, oh, and so Rizzo, great. they're talking about aliens coming and like all this crazy yes. stuff. And then there's a couple like real Muppet productions. They do Wild Thing and and then they do all together now at the end, which is great. Yeah. It's a great Muppet number. Like it's like it's like when they do, you know, a little help from my friends, like yeah. which just yeah. totally works for the Muppets. Like all really time good. Muppet Muppet hit. It's an all-time Muppet hit, so yeah. No, I really, I really uh, highly recommend the yeah. uh, the Kermit Unpigged album. I think it's really solid. Listeners, <laughs> go buy it now. I Check go buy. We're not we're not getting any like kickbacks for this. No. This is not an, an advertisement, but no. Go get Kermit Unpigged. It's I don't right. think I couldn't find it available to buy digitally anywhere. Maybe you can buy it like through Amazon Music or something, but yeah. Uh, I had to buy it on CD because it doesn't exist. Yeah, you know, I don't know how else people are buying. Nobody buys physical music, right? But there's no album. There's no vinyl for it. And maybe there's a tape. But come on, <laughs> pony up. I think I got it's it on eBay for like four bucks. Like, <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty sure these songs are on YouTube. So if you really wanted to check it out, you could probably just get it there. I don't know if it'll have all. Remember how like CDs back in the day would have like all the little talking parts aren't yeah. connected to songs. They sometimes would yep. be negatives and like, you know. Yeah. So I don't know if you played on YouTube, if you'll get all of the Lily Tomlin stuff where she's this, the the station manager, she's not even listed anywhere on the case for this, Yeah, but it's clearly her and she's doing her, that character. Um, what's the character? Who's the phone operator? That's her character. Yeah. I don't remember her name, but 
but yeah like so she's doing that character throughout basically the whole album which is only like 40 minutes long yeah but it's really fun it's a really fun fun little release so so great yeah Yeah. but yeah no i think that this album actually reminds me a lot of what the current muppet live shows are which i realize are very few and far between yeah but they have the best closest to the spirit i think of original muppet stuff yeah not to not to keep going down this road but we went and saw the muppets in la when they did the hollywood bowl show which was only for a weekend when was that four years ago five years ago yeah, something like that. And then they did the same show in London like two years later. And it's mostly a collection of like songs from the movies and like and sketches that either they did on the Muppet show, like character sketches they did on the Muppet show yeah. or actual jokes that they they told in the past. So like it's mostly a throwback nostalgia show, but it's a lot of fun. The Bobby Moynihan, the like tap dancing Kermit, was that a thing from before? Well, if you go back and look at the Happy Feet number from the Muppet show, it does... It's similar, but I don't oh. think they ever had like a guest host come out and do it yeah. with the big fake legs. I think yeah, that yeah. was something they created, yeah. but, but like they do pigs in space and they do Muppet labs and yeah. you know, things like that. The, the, what's it called? The good grief, the comedian's a bear joke, which is sort of a, a classic <laughs> Muppet joke at this point that's in there, you know? So there's a lot of stuff like that, but, uh, it was but yeah, like, like, I think, I think this album's kind of a lot like that. Cause then that has yeah. the, the band sing a lot of songs. Yeah. Yeah. We talk about that as maybe the greatest single event we've ever been to. It was so like hilarious and wonderful and lovely. Yeah. It was, yeah, yeah it was really great. Yeah. And it was just such an unexpected thing because the Muppets don't yeah. do live shows. Like that's yeah. not really something. Every once in a while, it seems like the band does, will do a show somewhere. But even then, like it's so complicated for the Electric Mayhem to do anything that they don't yeah. tend to bother with it. Like, and it's, you know, I think they played Outside Lands, right? The one year. Yeah. Yep. Was that what it was? And, uh, you know, and so things like that. But like these were all in the same couple of years. They did all these shows. And I don't know if there's a plan for Disney to keep doing this. Like, I don't know what Disney's doing with the franchise at this point. Yeah. Um, You know, they did Muppets Now on Disney Plus, which was fine. Uh, It Again, it's there's not, you know, I'm a little disappointed in the characters they use. And I'm a little disappointed in, you know, how the show comes together. But it's better than nothing, which I think is, you know, the yeah. other option. Like this isn't a, a franchise they're doing much with, but um, we'll have to see. We'll have to see when we can get this episode out because there is this Halloween special that's coming out. Yeah. So maybe we can tie this with that. I don't actually know a date for that, but figure it's got to be October. So welcome foolish Muppets to tonight's very special Halloween challenge. We just have to survive the night in this haunted mansion. I'm the mysterious Take five, everybody. Fiends, omens, and bogeymen, lend me your fear. It's showtime. Usually I'm worried about dying up here, but it looks like you beat me to it. <laughs> Don't you have anything better to do than boo me? If by sunrise you fail this endeavor, then you must remain here forever. Muppets Haunted Mansion, streaming exclusively on Disney+. Plus. Listeners, watch the special on October, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. The, blah, 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 channel. Well, I think that uh I think that sums it up for the I, I think so. I, I don't can't think of much else to talk about. What was your what was your favorite part of these two things that we went through? Muppet Classic Theater and oh. the album. Is there a standout? Yeah, I would love to say it's something new, but it is when Piggy walks in the door and Ozzy Osbourne's there. <laughs> it's the greatest thing. Like it's the most and then the, they sing a song together and 
Piggy just rocks out. It yeah, is amazing. It, it is pretty weird. It's yeah. pretty weird. Yeah. So yeah. Weird. I mean, I would say like, I think Gonzo's Rumpelstiltskin really works. Yep. You know, and the yep. Elvis stuff is really funny. Yeah. Fozzie and the Emperor's New Clothes is great. So good. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's great when you can put Fozzie in something with almost nobody else and he is just doing just wacky Fozzie yeah. stuff. Like, yeah. he's, it's pretty funny. So Fozzie's uh, my favorite Muppet. Oh, Fozzie's great. You know, who's like, your I, favorite Muppet? Do you have a favorite? <laughs> I think that's an unfair question. It is. I mean, I, I always said if I was going to get a tattoo, I would probably get Gonzo. So yeah. I would probably say Gonzo, but my whole life it was Kermit. So, you know what I mean? And yeah. it's hard to go away from that, you know, like, yeah, I don't know. I just, I like Gonzo also because Dave Goals has always done Gonzo. Like yeah. he it's, it was one of the few Muppets that has no changes. You know, it's him and yeah. Bunsen. There, there's not too many main, main characters that, that Dave Goals does. Yeah. So he does Zoot. At least he used to do Zoot. I'm not sure if he still does. And he does Beauregard, who they don't use all that much. Yeah. So, you know, his whole career has mostly been Gonzo. Are we going to do the outro as your Beauregard impression? Haven't I done that already on this show? <laughs> I feel like you have me do Don't the care. Beauregard impression a lot. <laughs> it's so the greatest thing. We we recently went and saw one of, I think, one of the few movies we've seen in theaters lately because of the Delta variant is they did like a 40th anniversary of The Great Muppet Caper. And all of the Beauregard stuff I do comes from that movie because yes. Beauregard doesn't have that much to do in any Muppet project, but he's the it's cab so driver great. in London. And it sounds a little something like this. Yes. Do you want me to stop? <laughs> I live there. I just don't know how to get there. It's just that one scene where he's driving and he goes, you know, what, what floor are you on? I think we're on the uh, second floor. Oh, sorry. I can only take you as far as the lobby. <laughs> That's my favorite one. And I can't do any Muppet voices. I can do that and I can do, ah, and that's it. Like, <laughs> that's, all I got. that's all I got. I have no, you know, I've never sat and really worked on doing Muppet voices, <laughs> but I, I really wish I could. There's so much you could do. Like, oh my you know, God. Did you ever hear, did I ever play for you the thing where the guy does all the Muppets and they're doing Jesus Christ Superstar? I only want to say if there is Oh, wait. No. <laughs> oh my god. Uh so Kermit plays Jesus and Gonzo plays Judas and it's incredible. I don't I don't even know who the guy was. I just found it on the internet once and it's in, it's amazing. It's really a the internet's great. It's amazing. The yeah. the only thing I was thinking about today as we were watching this was when I was in college, like my first year of college or second year of college, there was this I don't, I don't even know what it was. It was we were all downloading it from LimeWire or whatever. There was this audio file that was called stoned on Sesame street. And it was the Sesame street characters getting high. And I can still, I can still remember quotes from it. Um, where like they were counting and they couldn't count. Right. And it was amazing. Sorry, kids. Today's letter is three. Uh, big bird. Uh, three. He's a number. Yeah. Do you remember that? Is that no. something you ever ran into? Oh, that's not we're familiar at all. That. Yeah. No. We all passed it around when I was like a freshman in college. See, I think like our ages are just far enough apart that yeah. like, there's, we just have different stuff when we were in college. So, yeah. You know. It was like when we all first started downloading music, that was just a thing everyone downloaded yeah. somehow. No, I, you know, I didn't really start downloading music till I met you because mm-hmm. like I had gone through college and I, I just never, I never looked yeah. into it. I knew people did it, but I didn't know how. Like, I never had Napster. I never had anything. I was still buying records and stuff, buying yeah. CDs, yeah. basically until I met you. And then, like, I got LimeWire. And then 
Then all my computers got broken. Yes. <laughs> that, was, that was what I brought a lot into your life. When I met Joe, he was like, oh, I don't have a cell phone. And I was like, that's not going to work for me. <laughs> yeah. Got a cell. It was 2004. I don't I wouldn't say everybody had a cell phone at that point, but I was towards the end, I would say, yes. of that group. So when I had to like call you and leave messages on your answering machine, I was like, who is this old man that I'm dating? <laughs> It did. I did still have that answering machine. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. Oh, 2004. Whole different time. Uh, very Back weird. when I was merely seventeen. Mm, <laughs> no. Oh, I wasn't seventeen. No, because I'm, my- I'm four years younger than you. So if you were seventeen, that that would have been really inappropriate. Yeah, it would have been gross. Yeah. I just wanted to bring it back to the fact that it's my birthday. It is your birthday. We got to go eat cake. We got to go Ooh, do it. Do you realize that this year you are the reverse age of the year that we met? Well, that's something for internet sleuths to figure out. I'm sure everybody will go and check that out. It's not complicated. Yeah, We've dropped a lot of clues. So I I tried to do the outro, but then we kept talking. So I don't know. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't realize that was what other what other sort of Muppety outro can we do? I usually have you do the outro, but I don't you know, I like it when you have to make stuff up and you're just (laughs) guessing. Uh, No, I feel like you should list all the Muppet movies like that's the outro, right? All them up, all like the major. Okay, you know what? I'm going to list them up in movies, but I'm also going to throw in specials and things because yes, all the Muppet... I can name the movies. That's not yeah. even that hard. So. Show specials, everything. Go. There was the Muppet Show, then there was the Muppet Movie, then there was the Great Muppet Caper. To all right, everyone, that, I, think they I did hope Muppets you enjoyed our Hollywood. discussion of the there was Muppets also a Muppets evening. Go to the if Movies. If you haven't seen literally specials, any of the shows that we mentioned, go they watch them because what are you doing? The Muppets, the Muppets take are Manhattan. amazing. Thank you uh, for listening, and we, as always, there appreciate your business. And by business, I mean Carol. time. Because uh, no one's giving us any money for this. Uh, Muppet Treasure Island. Clear. Muppets from Space. Uh, and uh, hopefully you come Muppet back Wizard next time, and we'll talk about something there else. The Muppets really letters to Santa. Didn't know you wanted to know about, but uh, there you did. was. You're uh, welcome. The Muppets and Lady Gaga Goodbye. did like a spectacular, which I think was just called I don't know Christmas spectacular. This has been. It happened one year. In the middle of this, you know it'd be great. Give us a rating. Give us a follow. We're everywhere. Version of Muppet Babies, Muppets Now, 2011 Muppets, Muppets Most Wanted. Oh, there's Muppet Vision 3D, which is only in the in the theme parks. There was there were sketches that they only filmed with Rolf that only aired in England for the original Muppet Show. I think they might be released later, and you can see those. But the Muppet Show used to be like a full half hour or something in England, and they would always have this one Rolf. So Rolf was the star of the movie in England. <laughs> that's, that's most of the projects. Ten seconds violence.